Hello, friends, and welcome back. Uh, Cass here, and another episode of The Scare View, where I definitely, as you guys know, I'm a huge addict of Last Podcast on the Left. They are one of my all-time favorites. And, uh, you know, one of the hosts made a uh, reference to this film back, I think, like September, October. Definitely intrigued, and I am so glad I took the time to check it out, because it's freaking awesome. Uh, It was just for sort of a a new idea. It was was a breath of fresh air in the horror thriller community, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. So without further ado, let's take a look at uh, the Netflix horror thriller uh, special, I guess for lack of a better word, His House. Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers, not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. You must not move from this address. We are good people. Whether or not you're good people, it's not me that needs convincing. It's a palace. This entire house is just for us. It's going to be nice. You're going to be happy. As long as you can get along, fit in, be one of the good ones. This is our home. All I can taste is the metal. We'll get used to it. I saw something in the dark. superb acting comes through in that trailer um it's guys it's worth checking out probably one of those ones you've scrolled through on your netflix like this is for you selection and i did the same i'm willing to i'm shamed i i can't believe i did because it is so so good so 2020 horror thriller film written and directed by remy weeks and uh, the stories by felicity evans and toby venables venables sorry and it stars a woman one me, Musaki, uh, Soapy Dizru, and Matt Smith. Um, and a very small cast. It's basically the three of them with a few others. And um, the film tells the story of a refugee couple from South Sudan. And uh, they're struggling to adjust to their new life in London, essentially the small suburb of London in the English town. And at the same time, 
their house has some kind of evil lurking beneath the surface. Basically, the ghosts of their past, those lost along the way, it, it haunts them. Um, and it appears that one of these ghosts, it's, it seemed to have touched itself and has followed them. So I loved it. I don't want to give too much away plot-wise because there's a couple different things that add up. So you kind of have to sort of pay a little bit of attention. And then by the end, you're like, holy shit. This is crazy. Um, and I do have to admit some of the scenes, uh, like to me, the most haunting of the scenes realistically is um, once we're seeing their struggle and what went on in South Sudan, it's horrifying. It's traumatic and people just brutally slaughtered. And to me, I found these scenes to be more anxiety-inducing, um, especially the footage when they're trying to to get away, they just seek help as refugees. And you know, the you know, we've seen the news crossing the water. All of this—it's horrifying. And this film basically is going to explore their, you know, the asylums, what it's like to be an asylum seeker, the survivor's guilt, and of course, at the same time we see the flaws in the system we have today. So for instance, they really bring out how medical health doesn't doesn't get the premise or the look at that it needs. It's so important. And this seems to, you know, bypass it and uh, kind of show these people absolutely no compassion. And at the same time, we're also dealing with racism. Um, it's alive on the streets of London. It's alive across the world. And it's a much needed conversation. And this film does such a good job of keeping it subtle, but at the same time, making it very apparent. And I loved it. I just love these double entendres. And um, it's just, it's a really unique take on just the horror thriller, the haunted house, the idea of, you know, being a refugee, being told, here's your new place to stay. You can go nowhere else. You have nobody else you can speak to. And you're stuck within this haunted house, like literally stuck within the four walls. How terrifying. And at the same time, truly just fascinating. You don't want to look away. And at the same time, I love, as I was saying, we, we have to see these double entendres, the double meanings. I mean, we're even seeing how the system keeps messing with them, how they should be grateful for the house they had. It's bigger than, you know, some of the uh, individuals working within uh, the social service community there. And it just, it goes to show a side of being a refugee that people they just sort of put under the rug and it's it shouldn't be it it's just as bad as anything else when it comes to that sort of thing I mean someone who's trying to seek safety for themselves and their family and you'd see the rest of the world turn their back on them it's just so heartbreaking and of course we have the ghosts the spirits that are following them I mean spoiler alert, but we have the death of their, you know, little girl, the toy that keeps popping up. And, uh, essentially this ghost seems to be sort of an evil demon spirit and a peth or a peeth is what they keep calling it. And, uh, essentially it's living in the walls and it's sort of built on guilt and it's truly terrifying <laughs> how it manipulated and plays off of their story. And at the same time, you know, 
adding to their insanity as a couple, you know, and all the stress that they're already under. And it continuously shows itself to the couple, but in a multitude of ways and definitely tormenting the hell out of them from just flashbacks to, you know, actual full on sort of hallucinations. And of course, I keep saying it, but that journey, the footage of their trip, it's harrowing, it's traumatic. And just like some of the footage of them in South Sudan, it is so anxiety inducing. It's almost unlike the actual haunted scenes when you see the ghost, that almost seems more comfortable. And the thing that I really enjoyed about this movie is that the media does not cover the frontline story for refugees. They kind of just give us, you know, this sort of dark sideline. But this film, with excellent acting, a very nice, easy to follow plot, and perfect double meaning, it it's a unique story that gives us a new perspective and at the same time teaches us something. Like I said, it's a conversation that needed to be had, but it's not slapping us in the face the entire time. It's actually, you know, properly executed and very well done. And as I said, small cast. So we have Wamni Musaka, Sopi Desiru, Matt Smith, as well as th- like three or four others at the very most. And superb. Uh, Sopi Desiru is, is bull. She's wonderful. I was hooked alone just from her her acting skills, especially her and uh, Wamni uh, sort of back and forth. They just... The two of them had this unbelievable connection um, and it definitely sort of, you know, it helps project this plot and her state throughout the film. You see it sort of decline and then come back out. It's fantastic. And of course, production wise, I mean, pretty simple here, developed by a British um, production company called Star Child Pictures and run by producers Ed King and Mark Gentles. 2017, Remy Weeks steps in, says he was going to direct it and dealt with a little bit of a lawsuit coming from the Weinstein company saying that Star Child Pictures uh, had backed out of an unsigned distribution agreement. You have have to love the red tape in Hollywood. It's it's gnarly, people. And in March 2018, it was announced that Wamni Musaka, Sopi Desiru, they'd all join the cast. And uh, the lawsuit wasn't going forward. So uh, with Weinstein Company no longer attached. They reached out to New Regency Pictures, BC, BBC Films, and Vertigo Entertainment, all set to finance and produce. And uh, lo and behold, our film was ready. So premiering at the Sundance Film Festival, January 27th of 2020. Netflix, of course, acquiring it almost right away and releasing it October 30th, 2020. And currently holding an approval rating of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, basically we're looking at about 80 reviews, so it goes out to about 8.10 out of 10, which is pretty phenomenal for this little small budget horror film. And these are my favorites. Not a whole lot of CGI. We're relying on the basic kind of, you know, acting footage and camera techniques, as well as, you know, a sound and just playing with the score. And you have a wonderful, genuine scare and just a great overall experience for your viewer. And I couldn't agree more. This film has it all. And, uh, you know, with good, genuine scares, terrifying look of the specters, their, you know, experience as refugees, it is a wonderful, stunning feature debut for Remy Weeks. And uh, personally, definitely going to give it a B plus, A minus. I... I really, really enjoyed this movie, and I hope you guys do too. So thank you so much for listening.
guys, you mean the world to me. And I just want to say, I hope you're all making through this 2021 drama. This year's off to a weird start, but hey, we'll do as we always do, which is get through it together. Even when the news can be scarier than real life, at the end of the day, we definitely all have each other to lean on and we are stronger than any redneck that thinks that they can do what they want to do. End of the At the end of the day, I truly believe that. So guys, as always, check out my Instagram and Twitter. Come say hi. Maybe you have a movie to recommend in this day and age. I'd love to hear it. And as always, guys, you know the rule. Keep calm. Stay creepy.